Welcome to Neon City, where the lights are bright but darkness looms. Where Detective Jack Tracer spends his evenings investigating the strange, eerie, and unknown. What secrets lay hidden just beyond the street lamps? Find out on Neon Nights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. When we last left our story, Jack had reluctantly agreed to an alarming accord with the mysterious Mr. S. But what plans could this deceptive demon really have in mind for our daring detective? Find out in part two of Jack's Odyssey. Mr. S led me out of the darkened bar and back onto the dim gray streets. As he led me to our next location, it was clear that he hadn't been lying when he told me he had been here a while. He navigated the streets like a local, and despite his alarming height, the people on the streets paid him no mind. His path may have looked random to a less observant onlooker, but I could see him choose his route carefully so as to avoid any run-in with local law enforcement. After half an hour of side streets and alleyways, we found ourselves in an area of the city that appeared even more industrial than usual. Smokestacks belched flames like cannons aimed at the heavens. Everywhere you looked was scaffolding and construction equipment. Men and women with expressionless faces moved about the area, performing various tasks. Mr. S gestured for me to come closer. They won't notice you. McQueen's signal sees to that. Did you think the tower that Bell destroyed was his only transmitter? Don't be naive, Jack. As long as we don't attract the attention of any beat cops or black jackets, we will be fine. What am I looking at? Do you see that clearing, surrounded by scaffolding? Yeah. Do you notice how nobody is walking through it? I guess. That is Max McQueen's airship. It's... Invisible. Yes. The same technology as my disguise. Quite the genius is our Atticus Bell. McQueen doesn't strike me as the kind of person who would want to hide his accomplishments. And besides, I've seen the Icarus. Been on board a few times as well. Yes, McQueen has a nasty habit of flaunting his accomplishments. But the Icarus that you saw, that you set foot inside, is undergoing a few... modifications. Thanks to a tremendous new power source that McQueen has managed to obtain. What kind of modification? Weapon systems, shielding, a few other additions, all requiring a tremendous amount of power. Power that McQueen has in limitless amounts. The orb. You catch on fast. Not only does the orb power the machine that Max will use to travel to different worlds, it also acts as a near infinite power supply. And now that its creator is gone... Max is the most powerful person in the world. In all worlds. Why did you bring me here? Because that ship is your way home. McQueen means to open a portal through worlds and fly the Icarus through. What does he want with the other worlds? What does anyone want? Power. 
McQueen has grown bored of his reality. More specifically, he has grown bored of the size of his meager empire. However, with limitless worlds... Comes limitless power. He wants to control everything. Got it, one. I'm proud of you, Jack. I didn't think you had the mind for machinations. I've had to learn. Then maybe you can tell me what I'm going to ask of you. I may know more about evil than we did when we first met, but I'm not so far gone that I can see into your mind. Hitty. Go on. What do I need to do? Well, we need to get on board the ship, obviously. And the best way on board would be to pose as McQueen's personal guard. McQueen's personal guard is black jackets. Yes, they are. So, how are we supposed to get on board? I guess we'll just have to relieve one of his current guards from their post. You want to... Kill someone, Jack. We're going to have to kill someone. There has to be a better way. A way where nobody has to die. We can't allow any loose ends. McQueen is clever. He plans for everything. We need to clean up after ourselves. What about you? I'm sure Max would notice if one of his guards suddenly grew up a foot and a half. Oh, I'll be there. But nobody will see me. You'll be invisible. Like the ship. By your side the entire time. I won't kill anybody if I don't have to. You'll do what you need to do. What I need to do, and nothing more. I guess we'll have to see what happens. So where did we find one of McQueen's personal black jackets? Well, it just so happens that one of McQueen's most trusted men has a fondness for my bar. He spends many of his free evenings there, and unless I am mistaken, he is free this evening. What a coincidence. Not at all. I happen to stop a rare Swiss absent. Illegal here, but I am my ways. This black jacket is an absolute fiend for the stuff. You've been playing this for a while, huh? Jack, I don't want to be here any more than you do. Less, perhaps. Do you know what it feels like to lose the kind of power that I possess? No, of course you don't. You are too simple for that. Pining over your lost red like some lovesick teenager. <laughs> Say her name again and you'll get another. You don't get to talk about her. Now, let's go. It's getting late. Whatever you say, Jack. Hello, listeners. Will Snyder here of Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer. And it's time for another edition of Audio Drama Spotlight. This time, we are taking a look once again at the rise of King Asylus. Here is J.V. Torres to tell you all about it. It is written, the meek shall inherit the earth, but not on my watch. I am King Osiris. I wasn't born to be a king, but America needed something democracy could no longer give her. And so, like a chess master, I made my moves with anticipation and bravado. This is not just my story, nor simply about my rise to power. This is a story about our world and the monsters that control governments. What happens when the monsters cannot control me? The Rise of King Osiris. 
Listen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Visit theriseofkingasilas.com. And if you would like to be on a future audio drama spotlight, just send us an email at neonnightspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can shoot us a direct message on Twitter at Jack underscore Tracer. And now back to Neon Knights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. I studied his face for a long moment. I didn't hold out hope that there was anything of the boy left inside the monster. But what about me? What would I become by the end of all of this? What would be left of me when, if, I made it back home? Would I still be Jack Tracer, or would there be nothing but a monster with my face? He led me back to his bar. The evening fog turned to dusk, and the unsavory elements of the city began to emerge from their darkened corner like cockroaches. And nowhere was the scum more visible than the Tantalus Tavern. As we walked inside, I recognized no fewer than half a dozen thugs I had met over the past several weeks. I pulled my hat down and tried to look inconspicuous. You don't need to hide, Jack. I'm fairly certain that nobody here is in any condition to remember you. People keep killing my friends. I'm not feeling so safe in crowds these days. See that man at the bar? Be more specific. The one with the eye patch? Yeah, I probably could have guessed. So, that's Max's personal black jacket. Yes, Captain Clifford Quinn. Before McQueen privatized the police, he used to run the Neon City Rico Task Force. So you're saying he was crooked? Mr. Quinn is an opportunist. Like you. My evil is an art form, Jack. Mr. Quinn is beneath me. And you, for that matter. We don't get to decide that. If it helps your mind, Mr. Quinn is not an innocent man, Jack. His actions have led to the death of countless innocent people. I would be impressed if his intentions had been anything besides simple self-preservation. I told you my condition. Of course. Well, how do you suppose we take the not-so-good captain out of the picture? I'm thinking a classic. You lure him away, I subdue it. I defer to your judgment. Do you have a storage room? Somewhere you would keep high-priced hooch? Certainly. Follow me. Will this do? Perfect. Now, here's how it's going to go down. And so, I positioned myself in Mr. S's storage room. His job was to lure the captain back here with the promise of some high-class hooch. It was a simple enough plan. Back in my days in the force, I had a partner, Sam. We had dozens of plans just like this. One for every situation. But since then, I found my help where I could. People came in and out of my life like the characters in a radio serial, but never had I been forced to place my trust in someone, something so truly vile. I crouched in the room, tensed, and ready to jump on the captain the minute the door closed. 
Durante Fabrique, 1913. Where'd you come across it? You know my rules, Clifford. You don't ask questions, you get first pick. Just curious is all. It's right through here. What the hell? Hey, you're that- Grab him! Grab him? Why would I do that? And after you just struck my good friend, Mr. Quinn, do you know who he is? You lying son of a- oh. Thought you could get the drop on me, huh? <laughs> Max should have killed you when we first brought you on board the airship. <laughs> of course then I wouldn't be able to choke the life out of you myself. Max is far too fond of dropping people out of holes in the floor. Too risky. All sorts of crazy robots and gadgets out there these days. This is the best way to make sure that there are no loose ends. I couldn't agree more, Captain. Loose ends are unacceptable. The Captain had done quite a number on me. My head was pounding, my ears rang, and my eyes watered. But through all of it, I saw the look on Mr. S's face as he lowered his pistol. If a face could be joyful and sad at the same time, that's what I was seeing. While his mouth smiled, tears streamed down his cheeks. Every other moment, the smile would fall altogether and be replaced by a horrified grimace. But only for a second, and if you blinked, you would never know. Mr. S quickly turned his face from me. Clearly, whatever personal war the giant was fighting, he didn't want me as a witness. Hurry, we need to move the body before anybody gets curious. Check his pockets. He should have keys to a building and storage locker where he keeps his gear. What the hell was that? That was just a bit of fun. You didn't need to kill him. I already told you what needs to be done to get you home. And I gave you my conditions. What do you even care, Jack? This is not your world. These are not your people. When you return home, all of this will be like a distant memory. What's one dead man? And a bad guy at that. Now, help me move the body before he's discovered and the whole plan is blown. You know, it's good luck that you and Mr. Quinn are the same size, don't you think? Shut the hell up. Just lean into it, Jack. I guarantee you'll have more fun. Let's just go. Right? Right? We're on a schedule. We left the bar and ventured into the night as black as soot. Mr. S remained silent for the entire journey to the storage facility. I suspected he was still concerned about whatever change had overtaken him after he killed Quinn. But I decided not to say anything. At last, we arrived at the large, windowless building. McQueen had this building converted into an armory after the Black Jackets took over. And we can just walk in? Just like that? Not quite. We don't want to risk anybody seeing your face, so you'll need to take my hand. What? I can extend my personal projector to make us both invisible for a short while, but you'll need to remain in contact with me. No chance. Surely you won't doom your chance of going home because you're afraid to touch little old me? You're not trying anything funny again, are you? I assure you that I'm not. My little stunt back at the bar 
That was ill-advised. I could have drawn the attention of any of the other customers. Are you apologizing? I can get carried away. Now, take my hand. Fine. Good. Now I just need to... We're invisible now? Look down. My feet? They're gone. Hurry, do you have the keys? Uh, yeah. Let's get this over with. What if somebody is inside? What if they see the door opening? Well then, that would be terrible timing. We entered the building, hand in hand. His, its, hand was unnaturally cold and smooth, like a living ice sculpture. The cold seemed to radiate from him like an ice box left open. It burned slightly, and it took all of my willpower not to let go. We passed by rows and rows of closed and locked storage units until we came upon the unit labeled C. Quinn. I opened the door to the dead man's possessions. It was full of the types of equipment that I had come to recognize from black jackets. Black coats, large black helmets, and gas masks. One wall was nothing but an assortment of guns, most appearing to shoot bullets, but a few had the look of energy weapons as well. Mr. S let go of my hand and turned off his projector. See, that wasn't so bad. Take what you need. We should leave before the sun comes up. Max will be expecting Quinn at the Icarus. Someone's coming. Don't panic. Here, put on this helmet and mask, quickly. And you're sure he's dead? I saw to it myself. Good. I don't want... Ah. Pogato, it appears we're not alone. I didn't expect to see you here. After Mr. S's confusing reaction to his murdering Captain Quinn, should Jack continue to trust this curious creature? Find out next time on Neon Knights, the R.K. Miles of Jack Tracer. Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer, was co-created by Will Snyder and Rachel Craig and is an Evil Kitten production. Please visit us online at evilkittenproductions.com. The episode Jack's Odyssey was written by Aaron Sarka and directed by Sarah Sarka. Our theme song is done by Daniel Carl with additional music by Kevin McLeod and Dr. Saxlove. Jack Tracer is played by Will Snyder. Mr. S is played by Aaron Sarka. Captain Quinn is played by David Bennett. Hakuto is played by Kim Fukawa. And Max McQueen and narration are done by John Patrick Wenzel. Did you know that we have a Patreon? Just head to patreon.com forward slash evil kitten productions and become a patron today. We have tiers and rewards that can fit any budget. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash neon nights podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Jack underscore tracer. And finally, if you listen to us on iTunes, please give us a rating and review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thank you for listening.